Hello, everybody, and welcome to Think Piecing. I'm your host, Grace Hancock. It's me. How is everybody doing? I hope that everyone enjoyed their full moon last night or Sunday night, if you're not listening to this on Monday, which you can't because it wouldn't be out yet, would it? So, uh, hey, Scotland is the shit. Like, just the shit. My people making me proud. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please Google it. Uh, am I moving to Scotland? I. It's on the table. That's what I'll say. Uh Never been, would love to go. Um, I would love to be in an environment where I'm not the only redhead for hundred miles. Um, also fun fact is if there's any redheads listening, please tell me A, if you've been to Disneyland, which you have, you weirdo. And then B, is it going to Disneyland the most jarring thing as a redhead? Because it's like 90% of the earth's ginger population is just always there. Like I feel like every 50th person at Disneyland is a redhead, which like in real life, it's like, I see a redhead maybe like once, I mean this year, like never, but in a normal pre-COVID world, I see a redhead like once every month, right? Maybe I don't get out enough. I don't know. But like when I go to Disneyland, I'm like, you're not run. Like, and there's so many little redheaded children and they're like, you look like me. And I'm like, you look like me, Timmy. I was here first. Uh, It's weird. Being a redhead is weird. I'd like to go to Scotland where uh, it's less weird. (laughs) Also, this is weird because I'm not really one to like, this is not really the platform for like bitching about celebrity gossip. And I can't even tell you how little I know about Kelly Clarkson and her ex-husband or soon to be ex-husband, but he sounds like a real piece of shit. (laughs) Like I literally saw a headline today that he wants half a million dollars each month in spousal support and child and child child's support. You get it. But she also (laughs) got primary custody. So it's like, bitch, what do you need half a million dollars for? What are you eating, man? Like, what are you driving? You're dumb. Calm down. Like, what a piece of shit. Who does that? Get a job. Fuck you, man. I don't even know his name. He might be really nice. I don't know. I doubt it, but he seems like a piece of shit. Does anyone have thoughts about this? I probably should have done more research because I don't know anything else about their life except for this. But like Kelly Clarkson is like a sweetheart. Like, I don't think anybody has ever said anything I've never heard anything unpleasant about Kelly Clarkson. And like the thing is about being a celebrity is that like people talk. Like if you're a piece of shit, I've heard about it. Like every makeup artist, every costumer, every director, every cinematographer, every actor talks mad shit. Like we all, like if you're a piece of shit, I'm immediately going to go be like, yeah, she was a piece of shit. Maybe not on air, but I'll say it to my friends. (laughs) And those friends will tell 10 of their friends. We all know. I've never heard one nasty thing about Kelly Clarkson, truly. I don't know. He seems like a, like a, like a dummy, a grade A dummy. Also that adorable little sound, if anybody was curious, was <laughs> Ratsy, who is currently in her baby Bjorn for, for doggies in my lap. Cause uh, Rat's just entering into a new phase of life called uh, Cersei Lannister. And, and really that's the, the long and short of it. Uh, whatever she wants goes. And this is called, what is this? It's called Outward Hound. <laughs> and it's a little baby Bjorn for, for pupperinos. Um, so she's just shivering in there, just to, sort of semi-happy as a clam. Um, we'll probably be making some noise because she's just living an interesting, she's in a, in a new season of life. Um, I'm I'm <laughs> about to ask the vet if, oh shit, I was supposed to pick up Baxter's Xanax prescription today. I refilled it and I never picked it up. Wait, they never texted me to tell me it was ready. God damn what is the world coming to? Um, 
anyway, the whole point of that story was that uh, I, we're going to talk to the vet and see if maybe Ratsy can get in a, a, on a little bit of that magic cheese. <gasps> what? You're already whining? Okay, everybody, hold on. All right, everybody, we're back. We got Ratsy got some Wowie, and we're hoping that that's all she wants. Uh, TBD. Also, my agent needed a picture of one of my tattoos, which is always fun because you're <laughs> just awkwardly sending pictures of your body to people. It's a fun time. Um, how's everybody doing? I've, you know, I've so been enjoying my office rewatch and I, I had to share a little story. There's literally nothing to the story other than I sat next to Andy Buckley at UDK once and he was just absolutely, um, which is a casting, like a really big casting office here in LA. And, um, I, the loveliest, kindest, sweetest man. And he plays David Wallace on the office. I'm like, I think I'm in season six of my office rewatch, which has just been really great uh, for my mental health. Just like really turning it off and just enjoying. Cause it's kind of like watching it for the first time. Cause I binged it all when I was in high school. I had like a friend who was like, no, you have to watch the office. It's amazing. And I was like, all right. And then we did, uh, we were drunk for a lot of it. So it's, it's, it's like watching it all for the first time. Thank you, Lizzie for introducing me to the office and also uh, weird made up drinks uh, that underage kids find. So Good times, but I just want, you know, he's lovely. I'm also going to be including in today's uh, picks of the day um, uh, an Instagram post that he recently posted of him just looking like a, a hot man, just a hot piece of ass. And it's just very, it's it's too good to not share with, uh, with the millions of people who listen to this show. So I'm going to be including that uh, for all of your uh, viewing pleasure. You know, that's what we need. Also, some exciting acting news. My director sent me um, the poster for the horror feature that I uh, uh, wrapped. <laughs> oh, words. You know, one of these days, I'm going to figure it out. I know my ABC is real good. but uh, And it looks cool. It looks dope. I hate my face in it, but the poster looks awesome. But I, I hate my face in everything. That's uh, something that, <laughs> that I'm working on in my private time. Because uh, every time I see myself, I'm like, mm -mm, missed the mark, missed the mark. Uh, but it looks really cool. So I'm excited to be sharing that with all of you. Uh, they're like really like churning it out. I'm like blown away that they already had that. So um, it's uh, hopefully I'll have something to report uh, quickly with that. Also, I can announce that my show or my short film uh, called The Package is going to be coming out this December on Passion Flicks. That's the little short that I had been referring to. Um, and they're doing, uh, I have a trailer coming out for it soon. They did like one longer trailer with all the little shorts. Uh, cause it's like five little, I think it's five little shorts that all make up like one long, fun little Christmas tale. So, uh, it's a cute little elevator meet cute with my friend Kobe. So I'll be excited uh, to share all of that with you and you can uh, watch it on passion flicks. So that's that. And when the trailer comes out, if you follow me on social media, which <laughs> if you're not like the fuck are you doing here? Um, you can, you can see that when it comes out. The PR lady has been really wonderful uh, passing along all of the stuff to us as it comes out. So I'll be sure to share that. But most importantly, I'm sitting on that fucking chair once again. And I got little ratsy wet snoot down here. Wet snooting around. But my absolutely, just the love of my life. Her name is Raina. She's going to be joining us here in just a few moments I can't even tell you what a, like, she's just, she's just special. Like she might be like an angel. Do you know what I mean? Like that's how fucking cool Raina is. Like, I'm like, I don't know if you're a person. Um, and I just can't even 
begin to express how, what a light she has been in my life. And I'm obsessed with her and she's just extremely cool. She's so unique. Like there's just nobody like her. She's just such a one-off and I'm obsessed with her. And she's going to be talking to us today about ayahuasca. And I'm really, really excited about it. She's just absolutely the coolest. So without further ado, I'm going to go grab her. You know, and without further ado, it's the most incredibly talented actor, photographer, ayahuasca queen, one of the baddest bitches I know, somebody that I've known and loved so long that I'm still using her MSN email address. It's Reina Calvillo. Oh! <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> I am so, uh, dare I say, honored to be popping your podcast, Cherry, today. It's something I've always wanted for both of us, and I'm going to be so gentle. <laughs> Nonsense. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad it's you. I'm glad we're going, you know... Low and slow. <laughs> you know, I've always told you you have to make it you have to make it count with somebody that really loves you. <laughs> and here we are. The lights are low. We have Backstreet Boys playing in the background, like you said, some Christmas lights, maybe a candle. Like yeah, parents. One. Parents are out of town, and uh, I'm glad that you're you're here for the night. And we had some some Smirnoffs. <laughs> Smirnoffs. <laughs> Just disgusting. Oh my God. Well, I, I just, this is so weird. Cause it's like, you are one of my absolute best and oldest friends. So it's like, I actually have to like interview you like a person, but really I just want to like sit here and like be goofy. Like we always are, but we're here today to talk about something very interesting, uh, that I think probably people, I feel like it's like a foggy issue. Like, I don't know that it's something that people know a lot about generally. I think it's becoming more mainstream, but it's definitely, uh, like on the up and up. But we're going to be talking about ayahuasca today. So obviously you're somebody who knows, I mean, a ton about this. What What's like your one sentence like elevator pitch when somebody's like, oh, what is that? Like, what do you say? What's like the, the log line for ayahuasca? Ooh, I would say it's a tear brew that you can take that can help with all sorts of issues from PTSD to addiction. And it's kind of like receiving... 10 years of therapy in one day. <laughs> Damn, I'm like, I need this immediately. <laughs> yeah. How did you, what was like your initial exposure to this? Cause I didn't even know what this was until a few years ago when Chelsea Handler did that documentary that she had. What was your uh, like initial exposure to ayahuasca? Like, how did you find out about it? Um, I had heard a little bit before, um, heard about it. Uh, before I had seen that that Chelsea Chelsea does on Netflix, and I absolutely loved it, and I thought it was really great. But before that, I was just kind of curious. You know how in high school you just start experimenting with weed and and <laughs> no, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, and I just I've always just been fascinated um, with what you know what's out there. There has to be more than this life, more than we can see. I mean, even scientifically, we know that there's more than what these eyeballs can perceive. And so I I did mushrooms the first time in my early 20s and I absolutely loved it. I did my research. And then after that, I just started kind of researching what else was out there. And I had seen the uh, Chelsea the Chelsea does episode, but it just felt so atta- unattainable, but because, you know, with mm-hmm. celebrities, they, they have the money and the access to all these sorts of things. So I just thought, Oh, it's something that some people do if you have the money and can travel all over the world. But it wasn't until, uh, two years ago that I just started researching on YouTube and I found out that it's actually 
really accessible and um like you said, becoming more mainstream and, and just easier to research online because I'm sure a few years ago, if you research, how do you do ayahuasca? Like, you you know, unless you're like out in the middle of the Amazon, there was really no way for us to get access to it. But now there's definitely more resources. So that was kind of my introduction to it. And then it's just, it was just the right time because sometimes you can hear about something, but it's just not the right time for you or maybe it's not calling you. And, you know, last year it definitely called me and it was right for me. I love that too, because there's been a lot of stuff, like just as a, an example that I'm thinking of off the top of my head, Lacey Phillips, who's like a manifestation coach, I guess. Um, she's like been in my orbit for like a really long time, but it like was never the right time. And then when it was the right time for me to start taking her classes, it was like the right time. So I love that sometimes the universe just kind of like the scheduling works out the way that it's supposed to work out. Um, what was like, because I know that you're very, very intelligent, very uh, like a, you research, you learn, you read books, you watch shows, like you do your research like nobody I've ever met. What was the specific selling point where you were like, oh, I'm going to do this? Like, because it's like it was accessible. You did your research. You figured out how to do it, which we'll talk about in a minute. But what was like the final thing? Was it like a benefit or like the travel? What was the final thing that you were like, I am absolutely fucking doing this? Um. I decided to do it because last year I just reached a point in my life where I was like, you know, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with myself. I feel depressed. I cry myself to sleep. I'm dissatisfied. All the things that used to bring me joy just don't inspire me anymore. Um, I feel empty. And also there were, um, there's some past issues and childhood trauma that I never really healed from and I just buried and there's only, you know, there's only so long trauma can be buried before it just starts to come up. And you realize like, you know, I'm just tired of dealing with all of this. I'm, I'm not living a full life. And um, I'm, I'm tired of, of just, of just kind of sitting with this. So I, I need to do something about it. And I need to be proactive in my healing. So that's when I decided I'm tired of living with this pain. And I, I want to hashtag live my best life. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, and I know that like so many of us can, can relate to that. Like there's just like, I do the same shit where I'm just like, Oh my God, every single day it looks exactly the same. And it's like, you really just have to combat that. However it works for you. So I love, like, I would definitely be interested in doing this. So here's, I mean, obviously this is going to be encompassing a lot of different things because there's travel, there's lodging, there's food. I know a lot of that is sometimes like inclusive, but like, in general, ballpark, like how much does it fucking cost? So this depends on how fancy you want to get, what sort of retreats you want to get. But I would say you can get a fantastic experience for about a thousand dollars. And that includes everything for a Damn. week. That's way, way cheaper than I thought it would be. Yeah. So, okay. So the first time that I did it, I went down to Peru. So obviously flying down to Peru and staying there for a week and that, that, because it was my first time, I kind of did want a little bit more of the bells and whistles. And, you know, it was more of a getaway, like a, like a fancy health retreat, if you will. And it was lovely. Um, but then after that first time I said, you know, I really feel like I need to go in deeper. And I found another center in, in Mexico, which was like a, a three hour flight basically. And they were just absolutely fantastic. So then they basically, they cater it to what you're looking for. So if you, if you only want to be there for four days or for seven days, or if you only want to take medicine for two nights, like they really just cater it to you. So I wanted to do a one week, like fully immersive experience where I take medicine or I'm, you know, I'm in a, um, 
I, I do ayahuasca every night, if you will, or other medicines. So I budgeted for that. And I said, um, yeah, about a thousand bucks for everything, including flights, meals, lodging, and of course, um, you know, the ceremonies every night. Right. And then how does, how do like the actual ceremonies work for somebody who doesn't have any idea? Like, is it like a shaman? Like, I know that it's a very personal, it's a very spiritual um, situation. It's a very spiritual environment. Like, what does that look like? Cause I know that it's very, um, you know, you want to be in a meditative state. I know that you like, you change your diet going into it. And I know that there's a very specific way to do it. Like you're not just going to like party in the rainforest. Like it's very, very specific, um, how it's like distributed and stuff. Like, what does that look like in, in real time? Like, do you show, I know that you change your diet for like a little bit leading up. Is it like two weeks or like a week? Oh yeah, of course. So basically, um, you contact the center after, you know, doing your research, finding out the right center, the right people that work for you. You know, they could be shamans, they can be uh, spiritual leaders. There's, there's, oh, there's so many different kinds. There's even different kinds of ayahuasca brews, et cetera. But um, basically not just everybody can get in. They do like a full, like, um, like a medical breakdown. They make sure that you're healthy. They make sure that like, if you have, um, if you're taking, let's say antipsychotics or are on certain, um, uh, and medication yeah that like that you just can't take then the, they'll have to go through that with you maybe if you can't get off that medication then you may not be eligible to do this or if you have certain you know just health issues or medical issues you know but let's just say you're healthy you go you go through everything um they they kind of sit with you and they talk about what kind of healing do you want to do is it physical is it mental is it a cocktail of everything and then they put together a list of medicines that you want to take maybe it's just ayahuasca maybe they can include other medicines to help you out like um peyote or sapo or yopo or rape and so Mm -hmm. you sit with them and you kind of put your um curriculum together and then when you go to the center they kind of you know you start your you start your first night (laughs) That is amazing. And have you done like all those ones that you uh, mentioned? Have you done all of those? Because I'm actually I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I know you've so, done like the frog. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I've done. So last year I did a total of I want to say uh, uh, 12 nights or 12 rituals with a, with a bunch of different um, medicines. So the, when I went to Peru, I did ayahuasca. I did San Pedro. I did rape. And then um the second time when I felt like I really needed to go in deeper to this other center that just kind of, it was a much more intimate experience. I did ayahuasca again. I did yopo, sapo. I did cambo, which is amazing. <laughs> and then I did peyote. <laughs> and they were all just, they're all incredible. They all work in tandem. They all work together to just basically help you out. I kind of think of it as if um, you know, when you're in high school and you have your math teacher and your English teacher and your science teacher, and they all kind of work together to help in your education, all of these medicines work together to help you heal in the best way possible. And then how do you, I know that like, obviously ayahuasca is always like drank, it's consumed. It's like a tea, right? Yeah. And then I know that the other stuff is done. Like, do you want to explain just for people who just don't know and myself included, like my exposure to this is totally from you. We've talked about it for hours and hours because it's really, really fascinating. What are the other ones? How are the other ones taken? Because I know some are like needles. I know not needles. That makes it sound like heroin, but like <laughs> kind of like poking the skin needles. And then like, I know that there's like smoke that you inhale. How yeah, are the other ones so, ingested? Um, and a lot of these, 
like you'll take together, for example, typically, and I want to say typically, but not always, like before you start ayahuasca, you, um, you'll start with repe, which is kind of like a powder, um, that they blow into your nostril and it basically like goes up into your brain. It's not like you're smoking it. It doesn't go into your lungs and that's meant to cleanse everything. And then that has a different effect on people. I mean, I've taken it at different times and had completely different effects. And then, I've had a completely different effect from the person sitting right next to me. So it really depends. It's all night and day. Um, Yopo is similar to rape in that they also blow it into your nostrils. Sapo, you smoke it. It's the, it's the, um, like the venom of a, of a frog that they dry out in the sun and then you basically smoke it. Um, San Pedro is a drink. So you drink that's, um, it's kind of, it comes from a cactus. It's kind of like a tea, but it's a little bit more like aloe vera is the consistency that I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Sananga, it's like a drop, they're, they're drops that they drop into your eye. Peyote is a powder, but then you also drink it. it you know, it, it could, depending on a mixture, it can be a powder or they can like mix it into a tea. And then combo is another type of frog poison, but that one you burn it into your skin, which sounds more weird. <laughs> and that's what I thought as well. But um, I did it and it's amazing. And I'm kind of sad that my little uh, scars are fading away. So I'm going to have to go back. <laughs> I know because they're kind of like essentially they just look like little itty bitty like in a way like a cigarette burn, but like from an incense stick, just like little itty bitty little brown dots on your ankle, right? Yes, exactly. That's how I have it. And if you look online and if you look up, you know, combo scars or just combo, like people have all sorts of design. They can get it on their arm. They can get it on their back, you know, uh, shoulder, like where, wherever they want. Um, our our healer said that uh, we as women, we got it on, on, our, on our ankles because supposedly women are more connected to the earth and mm-hmm. um, the men got it on their on their shoulder because they're more connected to like the sky which I thought was really interesting and um I loved it. Oh, I love that. That's super interesting. What is the is there any as far as like the history of this? Is there any like what specific culture or religion like who started this or is it just like a general like who who one day was like, "Hey, I drank this tea and I feel great." <laughs> right? Like I just um, dealt with 10 years of my own bullshit and I'm feeling like a person. <laughs> like, you got to come try this, man. Yeah, for sure. So this has been used by Amazonian tribes and South American tribes uh, dating back centuries. And, right. um, you know, when obviously when we, when the conquistadors came over, then they started to be like, well, what's up? What is this? Is this the devil? What's going on? And then they're trying <laughs> to explain like, no, I swear, like we've been taking this to heal our people, to heal ourselves. Like there's, you know, the, the, the legends vary uh, slightly, but one of them said that, um, which I loved, which I thought was really interesting. There was a tale of, there was a tribe where um, the people were dying. They were very sick with something and they didn't know what to do. The shamans were kind of like at a loss. And then they had a dream of somebody saying, you know, you have to mix these, you know, these cert- this combination, this brew of the vine and the leaf, drink it. And then that's going to help heal yourself and heal your people. And basically it's going to allow us to give you messages to heal. And the thing that I found that was interesting is before it was the, like if you had an issue or, or trauma or a problem or some health related issue, you would go to the shaman. The shaman would take the ayahuasca to get, you know, to become enlightened and Mm -hmm. figure out what was wrong with you. But now it's basically like pretty recently that now we're being allowed to drink the ayahuasca before, because before it was only just for the shaman, which I thought Mm -hmm. was really fascinating. 
And like, what is it? I mean, that's all super fascinating. And I love that so much because I think that just proves that it's coming from like spirit guides or source if they're like seeing it in their dreams and all these people have had these wonderful experiences. It's all pretty interesting and pretty fascinating. And I'm, and I'm like, what, so what happens? We talk about how it's very healing, how it's like 10 years of therapy and how you kind of go into like this, like, you know, what exactly when you're currently taking the drink, when you're experiencing whatever you're experiencing, obviously it happens really differently for a lot of different people. What exactly, or maybe just speak to your own, like what is happening to you? Like, do you feel high? Do you feel like you're in a deep meditative state? Like what exactly is happening to you physically, but also emotionally and spiritually? Like what makes it so healing? I know that's like a big question. (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure. Ooh, I mean, the thing that makes it healing and I can, I'll speak for myself. It's just, um, okay, so we don't know anything beyond our own reality and our own world. For example, you know, as much as I know you, Grace, as much as, you know, we love each other and we've been friends for years, like I still, there's no way that I would know what it's like to be you or be in your shoes. I only know what it's like to be me because that's just, that's just where we live is our own world. And so what this did for me is just it kind of allowed me to, I'm not going to like leave my body and see situations from like a bird's eye point of view, you know, because normally I'm not allowed to leave my body or like I can't, physically can't and see things in a completely different perspective. But it just showed me that all, all healing is within us. Like we are more than healing ourselves. Um, and what it did for me was I started to hear I guess, intuition or source or self explain things to me in a way that I'd never seen things before. And I was feeling things that I didn't even know was, I was capable of feeling. So it just kind of, I guess I'll say if you're in a dark room and there's no way of getting out, this either opens a door or a window or turns on the light, you know, because as much as you're struggling around in this dark room, there's no way for you to know where the light is. And so this basically turns on a light and you go, oh, I see what's going on. And so that's kind of (laughs) sort of like spiritually what you start to feel. I mean, physically, that's a whole other thing. That's where people get scared, where like the purging, puking, going to the bathroom, all that jazz, assuming that happens to you because it doesn't always. So don't let that scare you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to shit my pants in the rainforest, Raina. (laughs) Basically, that's what I was thinking the whole time. (laughs) You know, instead of like, oh, deep you know, physical, mental, spiritual healing. Am I going to, am I going to hear the voice of God? Am I going to heal past traumas? I'm thinking, dear God, I hope I don't shit my pants in the middle of the Amazon, which thank God did not happen. But hopefully you'd be in such a deep, like Zen state. Maybe you wouldn't even notice. You would just be happily healing your own trauma. Oh man, that's, I, I also, it's so interesting too, because I find it kind of just like, and I'm not trying to like make everything about Reiki, but it was so funny because a few episodes I had um, Chrissy Tolley on, who's like this, ex- like the most talented psychic I've ever heard of or worked with in my life. Like she literally, I was like, what the fuck? Like she's so ridiculously tuned in. I like couldn't even believe it. Like I've never experienced anything like that. And when I was talking to her about like how her abilities work, it sounded so much like Reiki, like in a lot of ways. And honestly, like, the more that I learn about this, it kind of sounds 
a lot like Reiki as well. It's just like putting you in this really deep, it's like changing your brain waves to get you in touch with like this inner, inner, inner self that does know how to heal on all levels, that does know how to release past trauma. And just like with Reiki, it's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just channeling the Reiki for you. And then you are doing with it what you will for your greatest and highest good. Like I'm not healing you, like you're healing you. So it's really exciting because not because I'm trying to make everything about Reiki, but I obviously am obsessed with it. And I think about it 24 seven, but it's like, I think a lot of these holistic, if you will, modalities or, uh, you know, woo-woo menda- modalities or whatever you want to call it. I feel like a lot of them have a lot more in common than we realize. And I feel like it's for a reason. It's like, oh, we're kind of like on to something here. And I just find it interesting that the more I feel like it's all kind of coming back to the same thing that like the power is within ourselves and so much of it is trauma. And actually this is going to be really excited for your tarot read because you are going to shit your pants when you hear your tarot read, but not from ayahuasca. Oh, dope. <laughs> I already pulled it for you. But so I guess, oh, and then my next question is, cause I'm, I, cause I'm, this stuff is more just like me picking your brain. How long does each uh, ceremony take? So if you're doing seven nights of a ceremony, like is each night, like one hour, eight hours, like, are you up all night? What does that look like? Like scheduling? Uh, yeah. So basically, um, Oh, but uh, there was something you said earlier. I I completely agree. Like they they all connect, and there's even been you know for those people that say, oh, this is woo woo. What is this? I mean, this is if you go online, some of it is scientifically researched. It's backed up. There's mm-hmm. people that are saying like, hey, we need to start microdosing, or we need to start bringing this to the states. You know, enough with these pharmaceutical companies that are just like poisoning people. Like, how about we introduce mm-hmm. these other ways for people to heal addiction, to heal PTSD? There's even accounts of soldiers who had severe PTSD who tried therapy, who tried everything they could think of, and it wasn't working. And you know, for years, and then they go down to Peru or the Amazon or wherever, or wherever, and and they try ayahuasca and they come back, you know, I'm not going to say completely healed, like shiny, happy people, but they come back significantly improved. So, you know, for those that say whether it's Reiki or whatever, that it's woo woo, like it just, it really isn't like, and I think that it should be approached with an open mind, but um, to mm-hmm. answer your question, so the ceremonies last pretty much um, I want to say all night when you're sitting with the medicines, like for example, when we would do an ayahuasca ceremony, you know, those are at night. So we start like, let's say at 8 PM and everyone's a little bit differently, but typically they would end sometimes at five or six o'clock in the morning. We had one that didn't end till eight o'clock in the morning. That one was intense. Um, and throughout the whole night, you know, it's, it's just, it, it's like a process. It's like going on a journey. Maybe some hours are really calm and quiet and you're in a meditative state. Other hours you're laughing, you're crying, you're getting up and you're dancing sometimes, or you're going to the bathroom and you're throwing up. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like going on a really long journey because the, like the concept of time is completely gone. Like there were days when you could have offered me a million dollars to ask me how long I was under and I couldn't, I couldn't have told you anything (laughs) (laughs) and then so then are you I feel like even though you're in this kind of like deep like these different brain states like these very relaxed like but it's not like physically relaxing like you're not sleeping so then are you sleeping during the day or is it because you're just purging so much it feels like sleep or are you it seems like you would be like extraordinarily exhausted after doing all this because you're letting go of all this physical trauma emotional trauma like a lot of the physical purging, like the explosive diarrhea is obviously very spiritual. It's like, I got ac- acupuncture a couple of weeks ago for the first time. And like, 
I mean, uh, ages, like maybe a year. And I felt like utter dog shit for 12 straight hours because my body was like, oh, thank you. But then I was like detoxing like crazy and I felt horrible. So it's like, are you sleeping during the day or do you just kind of go, are you just kind of in this state where you're having this spiritual journey and you're just kind of going with the flow, not paying attention to like traditional daytime and nighttime activities? Um, for me, I would sleep during the day and, um, you know, it's weird because there would be some, sometimes in ceremony, there would be people like throwing up and crying and losing the, losing themselves or sometimes having a bad trip. And then other people would just be sleeping. And for some people, that's completely normal. It, they say that if you sleep through a ceremony, through ayahuasca, it means that um, your trauma is so deep that it's better to sleep through it, kind of like being under mm-hmm. anesthesia. And then the the spirits or the all or the universe or mother Aya, whatever you'd like to refer it to, like she'll work on you while you're asleep. And mm-hmm. for other people, they're awake. For me, I was um, awake the entire time. And then once the ceremony is over and you talk it through, you kind of have like a little share circle and then speak with the shaman and then they might help you interpret what you saw. Or if you don't want to share, that's completely okay. You can just sit in silence. Afterwards, I would journal for a little bit just kind of to digest everything that I went through. And then after lunch, I would just go to sleep if I wanted to. Some nights I felt like I, you know, I I needed to sleep and others I didn't. It was just all very, very natural and very organic. But a lot of the times after I, I just, I felt exhausted because I'm one of those people I, I mean, I didn't know until I took it, but I'm a very physical person. So some people will uh, throw up a lot or go to the bathroom or laugh or dance. My body just starts like shaking and moving to the music. They play um, these like ceremonial songs called Icaros. And for some reason, my body just starts moving like it has a mind of its own, not like possessed or anything, but just <laughs> like I would look down and and my legs would just start moving and my, you know, my hands just started drumming to the beat of the music. And it was crazy. And before I knew, I looked down and I'm like, oh my gosh, my whole body is moving. And I thought there was something wrong with me, but apparently that's just the way that you expel that's the way you expel energy or expel like basically purge what you need to like some people will, will purge it via dance via puke <laughs> via going to the yeah, bathroom like <laughs> yeah yeah well it's interesting too because when i do when i channel reiki for you you also um like will like have that kind of um like not twitching but kind of like like i feel like for you your journey of like shaking out trauma is like literally shaking out trauma. It's like, you're like shaking out the bullshit, which I love because everybody, you know, reacts differently. Um, I mean, that's just like the coolest thing ever. What was, what were you most looking forward to and what were you most afraid of? Or was it just shitting your pants in the forest? (laughs) (laughs) I was really looking forward to receiving uh, healing and, and, and therapy, if you will, because to, to be honest with you, before taking this, I was kind of afraid of therapy, not in the sense of like taking it or anything like that. I completely support therapy, but it's just, you know, for somebody that's never taken therapy, it's really overwhelming. It's like, how, mm-hmm. how do you start? How do you know what's the right person? How do you know they won't judge you or divulge your secrets? Like I, you know, I just had really, and still working on severe trust issues. So I wanted to find I wanted to feel safe and I wanted to find a way that I could heal myself and I wanted coping mechanisms to help me. You know, I didn't just want to go have like an experience where I got high and then 
get back to my normal life and then immediately revert to bad habits. So mm-hmm. um, that's what I was really looking forward to. The thing that I was really scared about is that I was afraid that I was going to do it wrong, if you will. Like there's no such thing as doing it wrong, but I just, in my research, I kind of over-researched, if you will, and cu- got kind of in my head a little bit, of course. No. Of course. Um, <laughs> you know, because I just, it, I, you know, I said to myself, if I'm going all this way and spending this money, because you, you really do have to be careful, because as fantastic as it is, if you if you go to a center that's maybe... Um, uh, not re- reputable or just go to some random person that that makes fake brews or whatever. There are some scammy people out there. It can actually really mess with your psyche. So that was kind of messing me up. And I, you know, I said, I just, I hope that I'm doing it right. I hope I don't go with somebody that just kind of messes me up even more because it's, it's a lot of trust and you're dealing with a lot of stuff. So I was afraid that it wouldn't work and that I was going to do it wrong. But uh, those uh, fears did not manifest. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, not at all. I mean, I imagine that coming back from it is like I don't know, if, if you would describe it as like euphoric because I remember the first time you went like we didn't even like talk about it for like a month because you were like I just got to like sit with this for a while. What was the overarching, you know, is it euphoria? Is it more just kind of like an inner peace as you're kind of processing things? What's like the quote unquote come down from a trip like this? Is it like a week? Is it a month? Or were you changed forever? What did that look like? The the first time it was um it was just relief, you know, because I'm kind of a goody two shoes. Like I don't really drink. I never experimented with drugs other than doing mushrooms at one time. So I was really like, what's what's gonna happen to me? But then Coming back the first time, I was just happy that I was safe. I was happy that I experienced healing. Um, and then I definitely needed to sit with it because honestly, doing Aya, that's only part of the work. It's coming back and and dealing with all the stuff that you that you went through because the thing about Aya is that it gives you what you need and not what you want. And so mm-hmm. sometimes Yes, having 10 years of therapy in one day can sound amazing and can sound like a shortcut, but it's also an incredible mindfuck where you're facing a lot of things that maybe you weren't ready to face. Like if, you know, if you just go in kind of like I did a little bit naively thinking, I just need help with, you know, with my life and how to forward my goals and my career and how to just be better. And then mm-hmm. I goes, no, bitch, we need to talk about why you don't love yourself. And <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, well, wasn't ready for that. I guess we're going to go there. So it's coming back and loving yourself and appreciating the little things and, and doing the work you, you know, all of this is amazing, but it takes work. You have to meditate, you have to journal, you have to eat healthy and we relapse sometimes, but you know, that's what I, it was, it was like a kick in the ass, but I needed it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's kind of, I imagine you kind of have to like, I mean, obviously the hope is to kind of like maintain that state. So it's like continuing with with the meditation, like doing journaling, if that's your thing to like, make sure that you're processing, like making sure that you're keeping the vessel clean with clean food and all that to try and like maintain that state for as long as possible and not like relapse into those old habits. So it makes a lot of sense that it's very effective and that it's very involved, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is. But in the end, it's just, it's also totally worth it because, you know, 
I would say, you know, when you're doing it, just realizing that apart from doing your research and having a good mindset, you have to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons, not just because, you know, you're looking for a high or anything. And then once you train properly and you you realize that there's there's nothing wrong with you, that you absolutely deserve everything that you want, that, you know, that you're good enough, basically, if that's something that people suffer with, like I did. Um, But also... It's, it's, it's not a magic pill. Like maybe it doesn't work the first time. Maybe you have, um, a a difficult journey or a difficult night. One of, one of the nights actually that I did was one of the worst nights of my life, but I realize now why I needed to do it. And I think it's important for people to know that because when you go online and you look at all of these testimonials or you go on YouTube, there's all these people talking about how amazing and life-changing and healing it is. And it absolutely is. But I also kind of wish I would have known that like, Hey, sometimes you're going to be throwing up all night and like, that's going to suck, but like, be ready for that. There's nothing wrong with you. You didn't do anything wrong this is just part of the process. So I know. Yeah, that would definitely be my, uh, (laughs) my biggest fear would just be having a horrible trip. Cause let's face it, I've had so many horrible drug trips and I just don't know (laughs) if I have another one in me, but, uh, I, but I would love, I mean, you and I are for sure going to have to do it, uh, pretty soon here. I think what, uh, what surprised you the most out of your experiences, uh, using these, these, drugs, I guess they're even, it's, I don't know if like drugs is really the right word, but using these, uh, pathways to healing, like what surprised you out of all these trips? Um, well, a couple of the trips, I know you're planning another one, but what, what takeaway, even with all of your research, could you have never imagined walking away with? What surprised me the most is, I mean, holy shit. Like, I'm not going to say how simple things are, but some things you have to experience them yourself to understand. For example, a lot of people, you know, even if they're, they're trying weed or whatever, they would come back and they would say, you know, we are all one. Everything is love. Everything is energy. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Like save me the flower speech. I don't really care. Like that doesn't really matter. (laughs) But then I went there and it was, it was like, it was like my spirit left my body and joined the all like it was kind of like a drop of water returning to the ocean and it's like holy shit like everything is energy like every every single thing is energy and and it all just goes back to love and we're all just here to enjoy ourselves and enjoy the little things and like Oh, it's, it's, it's crazy because I just went back to like, you know, I wanted to scream like we're all love and everything is energy. I mean, literally, and it was one of the most profound trips that I took. It was kind of like, I, okay. When people talk about going to another dimension or going to another realm, I kind of picture like, uh, like Dr. Who or, you know, Dr. Strange, you know, it's just totally. That Damn, like man. a very like a very Hollywood version of like going to another dimension, like going to Narnia or going to Hogwarts, like kind of that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it's more of like it, it's more of like um, not another world, but like different planes of energy that you can go to as long as you align your energy to that vibration of that realm. And if you can align it, you can actually go to these different dimensions which is, I know it sounds absolutely crazy, but when I came down, I was like, oh, holy shit, everything that we do is energy from the energy that you give out to people. People can feel that energy, the energy that you're taking in. It, it's amazing. 
but it's also mm. so simple at the same time, if that makes any sense. It's similar to Reiki. Like, it's just, it really is all energy. No, I find, I know, well, of course, you know what you're talking to. So I'm like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I mean, but it is so fucking interesting because also we, uh, I have a book that we have to talk about off air, like immediately, because you're going to shit your pants about that as well. Um, but you're totally right. And like, like quantum realm shit just sounds crazy, but it's not at all. Like everything is energy. That's literally what E equals MC squared means. Like Einstein has been saying this for a very long time. Uh, he's a very reputable man. I trust what he says. So no, I mean, I obviously fucking love all of that. And it is, it is super like Reiki. And I also love, cause we talk about this a lot on the show. I love that you reference like the collective that it's like, we all are kind of like this bigger organism and we're all just kind of like teeny little peas as part of the organism and being reminded of that. And, and like the goodness that that, like the ripple effects of remembering that we're not all out for ourselves like these fucking anti-maskers it's like fuck you man like so i love that as well like you're making me you're definitely i mean you've sold me like okay i'll go i'll barf in the woods (laughs) you know and honestly you really might not because that was so when i was doing i was terrified of combo more than i was ayahuasca i'm like what do you mean they're going to burn my skin And the thing is with combo, when I had researched it, people were throwing up profusely, like it was awful. They were getting sick. So I'm, I'm freaking out, Grace. I've never been scared. I've never been more scared of anything in my life. And when, so finally, when it came, I, I did the combo. I didn't throw up once. I was just dancing and swaying. Meanwhile, the person right next to me was hacking up along and I'm thinking, did I do it wrong? But I just, I felt this joy and just all of these, like, when I when I explained what I was feeling later, they said, well, the reason you were feeling this here is because this chakra was blocked, but then this is how you were releasing everything and realigning everything. So the way you do it, like you self-soothe by physical movement, and that's your way of healing, which oh. I thought was fascinating because the first time that I was doing these ceremonies, people are talking about all of these amazing psychedelic worlds, like avatar style of things that they saw. And I said, I just tapped the whole night. What's wrong with me? So that was just <laughs> my way of healing and it was it was great and with that came acceptance and more healing I just love that so much too because I think it's so important in like self-care and blah 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 like just returning back to the body is so so key and crucial and I talk about it so much and I always say it with the caveat that I'm like I'm talking about it just as much for myself as anybody else because it's like the body knows what to do like the body like if we just let the body heal itself and and have the optimal environment that it needs that's you know obviously best case scenario but that's free of trauma like free of shitty foods like for me like that was a huge part of going vegan it's like just like getting things as 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 spit shined as possible to just let it do what it knows how to do so i love that they were saying that like your body was like no you your body just wants to like dance it out sweat it out like that's what you need and i love that they were talking about chakras this makes me so excited yeah, no, I I mean, when all this, you know, quarantine madness is over, we should definitely go. I love it. It's it's definitely if if you feel the calling, it oh my gosh, I'd be so interested to see how somebody who's definitely more attuned and I mean, it's not like you'd have to do much work anyway because you're already vegan, so you are already aligned with that anyway. <laughs> and just to see what what you're able to 
to reach and, and, and see. I mean, some people, even their, some people, their first times don't really see anything. Some people, their first times, they feel like they ascended. And every time that they would say that, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? What is this, <laughs> you know, Dungeons and Dragons speak? I ascended. <laughs> <laughs> then later, you know, when I started to get peaks of like what we can actually do if we just trust and, and let go, it's holy shit, it's amazing. You come back and you you really do come back a different person. It's and it's it's intense. Well, yeah. And I, you know, what's so interesting is that I bet that if I were to do it, had I have done like ayahuasca a year ago, I think it would have been a fucking nightmare. I think I would have been like, shitting out my mouth shitting out my butt I think it would have been a complete shit shit like I think it would have just been really traumatic and intense and I'm just I feel I've come I'm such a different person like post-covid post a, a myriad of things like I'd be so curious to see I bet it would just be the most wonderful and lovely experience because I've never been closer to like self if that makes sense whereas mm-hmm. like I absolutely couldn't have said that a year ago and so I'd be very intrigued to see how I would react and how I would come out of that. So yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're 100% doing it. What is your, what is like the number one misconception, uh, that you think like, as, as just like a final question, what do you think that people get wrong about this that you want to like scream from the mountaintops? That it's a drug, that it's the devil, that it's evil, <laughs> that it's a demonic cult, that it's, <laughs> fake that it's not real that it's just it's a gateway drug like all of these awful things i want to scream to these people like no you know none of yeah, yeah, yeah. the real there's you know you can research it online it's absolutely not the case so none of those things are real so <laughs> you and your your devil's work in the woods you witches <laughs> exactly you know i didn't go to you know the woods in the amazon to you know to dance naked and give my blood to a snake and sacrifice my soul <laughs> to the devil i didn't do any of that i went to love myself and heal myself and um yeah so just what if people say those things like it 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 just isn't so if you speak to somebody and they start with that just run away <laughs> <laughs> but also look if i want to give my blood to a snake nakey i need you to support me in my journey okay <laughs> i mean absolutely but <laughs> yeah. this has been so i mean it's so interesting too because it's like some of these questions i asked already knowing the answer to but i also like i've i've learned so much just in this short conversation and we've talked about this like for hours so um, I thank you so much for, for bringing all of your expertise and for sharing this. And I'm hoping as I am with all of these episodes that people just think about things just a little bit differently. That's why we call it think piecing because it's like, this is something that you can hear about and be like, and also like, I love Chelsea Handler, but it's not like, you know, it's not like Tom Hanks did ayahuasca. You know what I mean? Oh, like Chelsea yeah. Handler's I mean, kind maybe of like, he did. maybe <laughs> I mean, honestly, I promise you he has, he for sure has, but it's like, it kind of comes with like that kind of reputation of, of, of Chelsea. So it's like, you know, oh, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. misconceptions about a lot of stuff. Um, Absolutely. Final I, I just think it's also, okay. I wish, you know, and I'm glad that I got to speak on this a little bit because I wish it's something that I would have known years ago. I know that obviously we, we do things at the time that we need to do them. I understand that now. But, you know, if, if for somebody out there, it's something that could benefit them because this is something that I wish I would have learned of years ago and learning that it's it's accessible that it's not just for you know random people or celebrities or whatever that if you feel like there's a calling that then it's absolutely within your grasp 
Oh, 100%. And that might be the answer to my final question, which was, what would you tell somebody who's like, oh, hey, like, Raina, I listened to your episode and I want to do it. What's your advice? I would say, um, wear a diaper. Make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. Like, just don't just go because a friend went or because it's a trend. Because, like I said, sometimes there are some nights that can be difficult or that you're, you know, throwing up and if, which is like such a minor minor setback compared to all of the wonderful things you're getting but i will just say make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons realize that it's not a magic pill that all you know when you come back and you, you know you didn't turn into a millionaire overnight just because it's not a magic pill and mm-hmm. um just to figure out i i would say just make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons and do the work and that's it and just with some light research you figure out the center that's right for you and mm-hmm. go from there I love that. And that's good advice uh, for a lot of things in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do it for the right reasons and uh, do the work. Like, all right, it's, fine. The reason, the reason I stress that is because, okay, so anytime somebody does something good, they just want to scream it from the rooftops and they're wondering why nobody else is doing it. And I understand that, you know. Um, you know, when I came back, I just wanted to tell everybody like, go do this. This is amazing. This is the answer to all your problems, but not everybody's ready for that. Not everybody feels the calling. Not everybody has the resources or the, or the finances to, to travel somewhere else. I mean, I know that there's a few centers here in the U S but I wanted to go to the source, if you will. So I know that there's logistics, you know, financial and otherwise and sometimes you're not ready and that's okay i mean i had heard about this years ago but i i wasn't ready until just last year so you know just don't don't feel that pressure so that's why i say just do it for the right reasons and um trust your intuition yeah and i would say also i'm not going to say don't be afraid because i was definitely afraid but i used to think that if i was afraid that i was i wasn't conquering my fear and i was doing something wrong but the thing is, what I was taught there is if if you're afraid, like just give fear a hug, like say, you know what? Yes, I'm afraid, but I'm here and let's do this together. Oh, I love that so much. I just felt that in my crotch. Oh. <laughs> in your tingles and jingles. <laughs> I've got the tingles and the jingles in my crotch, just as I hoped I would having taken your podcast, Cherry. So it went win for everybody. <laughs> This is amazing. Okay, did you bring some picks of the day uh, for the fine, fine people? Boy, did I. Okay, so I was trying to think of like of like dope ass things that people could do in quarantine. Um, you know, and didn't sound like I was because I'm not sponsoring anything or whatever. So, um, a book that I really like um, is called "The Husband's Secret" by Leanne Moriarty. And I think it's really good if for those people that like um like uh big little lies mm-hmm. and everything. I think they're make I think they're gonna make that one sometime in the future. But before I had read Big Little Lies, I read The Husband's Secret and I thought it was amazing. I think she's a really great author. Um so that's a really dope book and I recommend it. Um cool. thank you. Writing this uh, a TV show, The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Holy crap. I binged that in a day. It was amazing. I when I first saw the previews, I'm like, ew, I don't want to watch a show about chess, but now I love it and I want to play chess. <laughs> Dude, chess is so fun. I'm gonna that's so funny because you're actually uh Amanda McCuga, who I had on last week i don't know what is time but uh she recommended that show too i've heard from a lot of people that that's great so i'm gonna have to oh, okay sure so then it. if she already recommended that one then watch i just fin- uh yesterday was the um the finale the undoing on hbo oh my God. 
Dude, Amanda also recommended that show. All right, give me her number because we clearly <laughs> need to be friends. Okay, okay. Um, I've been watching a lot of TV. The Flight Attendant. I just started it. Oh, wait, where? I saw that. What is that on? It's with Kaylee uh, Cuoco. It's on HBO. Oh. Like, I'm not ruining anything, but basically like in the trailer, she like she sleeps with a guy randomly and then she wakes up and his throat slit. Ha ha. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Um, and then um, my last pick, I swear, give me her number. Like we need to be buddies. But anyway, I know, it's not hilarious. Right. Um, and then uh, for wellness, uh, I love these and you know about these because I took you to one. I, I I will tell anybody who listens, I love sensory deprivation tanks. That shit's amazing. And I think during quarantine, it, it it's just an amazing thing to do. Like they're being super safe. And of course, you're alone in a room. It gives you time to yourself. It's uh, meditative. It's amazing. There are centers all over LA. Um, I like the one in Pasadena, but sensory deprivation tanks do them they're amazing oh they're amazing we went to it's called just flow right yeah that's the one i like i know there's a few others you know depending on obviously where you live i think there's one in venice so there's a few there's a few out there but i really like the one in in pasadena you get the room to yourself like it's super safe it's they're open during quarantine like there's no danger and you're by yourself and it's an amazing wellness practice i love it i love it i love it yeah, we had a, such a good time going. Raina finally got me to go because, as probably most people know, my biggest fear on the whole entire world uh, is is water. I'm very, very like debilitatingly hydrophobic, and even I went, and even I enjoyed myself. That's how amazing they are. So if I can do it, anyone can. We should do that again soon. Yeah, absolutely. No, I these are amazing. Do you also leave the lights turned on? Because you're like, by the way, I'm also afraid of water and the dark, so I'd probably drown. <laughs> I know. Well, then I had this weird mind fuck where I was like, what is time where I like, I literally was in the quantum realm and I was like, what if they forget about me and I grow old in this tank? Like what is going to happen? Like it's, it's such a mind fuck, but I think it's good. Like, I think it's good. The whole point of sensory deprivation is similar to like fucking meditation. It's like, I am more guilty of this than anybody. It's like, if I could just tell myself to shut the fuck up and stop checking my emails and stop working on sides and stop being busy and busy and busy and stress and stress and calendars and calendars. When I stop doing that, <laughs> it feels good and it's hard at first, but then that's when shit bubbles up and then processes. That's why we talk so much about trauma is because trauma doesn't have to be like a car accident or a horrible thing that happened to you physically or mentally, you know, like trauma is just like, can also just be day-to-day shit. And if it's unprocessed, this is what causes all these problems. And if we're not giving ourselves the time, the quiet, the darkness, like whatever it looks like for you to just relax and let it process, then it just builds up and then it makes us feel shitty. So it's like, God, I like, who knew self self care? It's a good thing. So yeah, those, that tank was definitely that for me. Cause I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. But then I shut the fuck up. And then eventually I fell asleep. I Heather Grace Hancock fell asleep in a tub of water. <laughs> I would have never, I I'm no joke. The day, the hour before we went, if you had said, I bet you a million dollars, you'll fall asleep. I would have smacked you across the face and I did. So it's good. It's amazing. Um, these are but great. Naked, you know, you're naked in a, in like a bathtub, if you will, with a warm water, with so much Epsom salt that it feels like you're floating. I mean, you know, naked and floating in water. What else? I mean, what else is there really? I mean, literally nothing. I mean, it's like being in the womb. It's amazing, which yeah. I, I mean, I don't remember being there, but I assume it was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I assume I slept a lot there too. Um, well, I have 
if you are are ready and also am i like screaming at you by the way i feel like my headphones are fucked up so if i am i'm very sorry oh, no. maybe i just need to like yawn and pop my ears um oh. are you ready for your tarot pull i'm ready so this is very exciting because i love doing Sorry, I had to get a sip of water. I love doing tarot for like witchy women because uh, like you especially because you're like fucking down. Like, so I always feel like those reads tend to be a thousand times more specific. And I definitely felt like this was the case for this one because I pull it right before we start the show. So I'm not like over here shuffling on air because that's boring. Um, that was so what I, my question. I was like, how does it, how does it work? You know? Uh, like not being a part, I was like, does she have to go like into, into a state? Does she have to shuffle, call on the gods, dance? What, like, <laughs> I did dance a little naked. <laughs> no, you know, I think a lot of it is Reiki. Uh, but the way that I do it is that I just kind of tune in, I guess, similarly to how I would with Reiki. I'm not like channeling any Reiki, but it might just be doing it on its own because, you know, when you have that channel open like it kind of just pops in whenever you need it so I'm sure that that's part of it uh but I do spend not a lot of time but probably about like 30 seconds just really kind of like meditating on you and I like really just tune in to to the universe and I ask what you need to hear today um and specifically what I do for the show a lot of the times is just a, a really simple three card pull that I just call the body, mind and spirit pull. So it's like each card, each position of the card is representative of a different thing. And I like body, mind and spirit, because again, we talk so much about wellness on the show. And uh, so that's what I did for you today. So it's just three cards, but I did pull it right before. So that's why I already knew what it was because I did it before and I was like, Oh my God. So are you ready? So you got, so you got three cards um, and they were all inverted. I'm just going to tell you right off the top in case I don't mention it later, which I probably will, but just in case, which just means they're upside down. This is not negative at all. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh my God, if it's inverted, it means something bad. That, that, similar to how people are like ayahuasca is of the devil. That's another like, or the tarot's of the devil. Like it's all garbage and inverted is not scary. Um, so your first card for your, like representative of your body. So it's essentially just like, what insight do you need to hear about your body? You got the eight of swords. And I'm going to text you a picture of all these and I'll post it to the show socials as well so that everybody can see it. But it's a woman who, <laughs> and this sounds extreme, but again, just go with me. So it's a woman who's tied up and she's kind of like in a little like jail cell cell of swords that are like in the ground around her kind of holding her in. And so this is, uh, I, it's very, yeah, it's cool. But it's, uh, swords is very, it's a very cerebral suit. It's a lot about like our beliefs, our logic, our mind. It's very analytical. Um, so exactly you and me and the eight of swords, because she's kind of, it's essentially a card that can really indicate a prison of our own making. And you and I are so similar that we're such wrestlers. Like we're constantly in our head wrestling with ourselves, wrestling with our thoughts, overthinking, overthinking, like you and I are very good at that. And because this is upside down, this is kind of indicating that we're kind of, we're in the 11th hour with this. So it's like, whatever it is, now is the time to address it. Like whatever the body issue is here, it's time to like get out of your head because this is a very cerebral suit. Get out of your head and get into the body and like get to work because you're going to need to figure out whatever that is before this next season, like whether that's trauma stored in the body or if it's limited thinking, whatever that is, that's still like that you still might be processing. Um, that's what I get from this. You're whatever you're thinking about in your mind is keeping it in the body and it's time to like flush it out. If that makes sense. Wow. Holy crap. That's amazing. 
I know. Right. Well, and then just wait till it's like in context. So, and you're and at, at any point, if you want to like chime in, just interrupt me. No problem. Um, so for your second card, the mind card, you also got, uh, inverted. They're all inverted. You got the ace of cups and this, the ace of cups is very, is typically a very positive card. It has like this beautiful hand from the heavens, like bringing in this gift of this goblet. And it's typically indicative of like a lot of newness, a lot of new joy, new romance, a lot of the times, um, and new projects. And it being inverted literally just means that you're probably experiencing a delay. Like there, you might feel like you've been in a dry spell or like Dear things are God, like, yes. <laughs> I know I was reading this and I was like, Oh my God. So it's like, you might be feeling discouraged because it's like things look differently than how you had hoped they would look. Um, and I feel really firmly that this is related to the first card. I think that once you get out of this prison of your own making, you'll stop energetically blocking the gifts that the universe wants to give you. Cause it's like, it's handing you like this giant hand is like, here you go, but you're blocking it with either, you know, and I don't know, I don't know what that is. I don't tune into that level, but it's like, it might be limited thinking or stagnant goals or anything of those. I mean, self-worth is an issue that all of us deal with every second of every day. So it might be something like that. It's, and you probably, I think you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, but I think that this is very much because of that. And then it's also really interesting because for your last card, your spirit card, you got the emperor, which is number four in the major arcana. And he really represents power major arcana the major arcana are like the face cards so in tarot there's 22 of the major arcana that are like the empress the sun the moon the emperor like all that kind of stuff and then everything else is in the minor arcana which is the suits which are the four different suits like similar to a a typical deck of cards so the major arcana are more like big life issues like major stuff whereas like the minor arcana is a little more like indicative of like day-to-day stuff so this is your only one that you got in the major arcana and the emperor is number four and he really represents power and authority and material success and he's very indicative of like traditional worldly power like i always think of like like guys on wall street not in a negative connotation but just like that kind of typical like i'm going to work i'm doing good i'm a man you know like that kind of stuff and i feel like he's inverted because when the emperor is inverted, it can be representative of conflict. And because this is your spirit card, again, it just kind of all goes back to inner conflict. So you might be struggling to find like your place in the world, like you're in a season of transition and you're not quite sure what that looks like yet, because the number four in tarot can really mean it can speak a lot to like foundation security, but not just like money foundation, money security. It can also just be like our identity. Like, where do I live? Like, what neighborhood do I fit in? Like, what's my style? Like, what's my gig? Like, do I do that? Like, am I an actor or am I a lawyer? Like, what is my identity? Like that kind of stuff. So I feel, again, which I don't feel with this card or with this spread in no, particular. No, that's incredible. Like, I'm like, I wish... Like I'm sitting here with like my mouth like open and I'm like, what is this Yay! amazing witchcraft madness amazingness? I'm just going to kidnap you and have you um run my life. Life coach slash breaky extraordinaire. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would love I mean, nothing. No, I mean, it's blowing my mind right now what you're saying, because honestly, I mean, 
obviously quarantine has been like an extreme mindfuck for everybody. And it just makes you kind of um, just doubt yourself and figure out like, what the fuck's going on right now? What do I do with me? Like, do, do I move? What's going on? Where's my place? I mean, and I, I kind of like, I'm not going to say I silenced or I shut those things up, but I was like, you know, there's, you know, medical professionals and, you know, first responders dealing with literal life and death. And you're worried about like, where do I fit in? You shut the hell up, you know, and be grateful. But, you know, yeah. that's <laughs> no, that's so fucking relatable. And that makes so much sense because it's like you're doing that strong arm thing with your thoughts where you're like, stop feeling sorry for yourself or like, stop being selfish or like, stop worrying about this. People are dying. It's like, those things, it's not that those things aren't important. Like COVID is scary. Like first responders are dealing with a lot, but it doesn't change that you need to take care of you so that you can be the best you to show up for you and for the collective. So that makes tons of sense. And I think this first card is really indicative. Like, I think it's really having this trickle down effect that is, is kind of, I don't want to say like keeping you in the dry spell, but it's like, it's definitely leading to these delays and things. And I'm not going to lie to you, dude. Like some of this felt very, um, relational to me in like a romantic sense. Like I kind of got some like heart, like datey vibes from some of these. I'm just going to be honest. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, I think that that's part of this. I think that part of the you know, just getting out of this self imprisonment. I think that the, the triple, I was like, I cannot speak. Like literally my mouth <laughs> is fucking useless. Like it betrays me on the daily, but I think it's going to have this trickle down effect that is going to really positively affect every aspect. Um, and it felt like there was a lot of like moving pieces for you. So a lot of opportunity for like good shit to come in. It's time to receive Raina. This is this is giving me the the tingles and jingles the warm I mean, fuzzies. If I haven't left your crotch tingling and jingling, then have we even? Did we I even mean, have we fun? really done anything? Because what is the point? <laughs> yeah, so that's. I mean, so I'm really excited because, I mean, I think what I love about tarot is that it's it's all it is is just fucking insight. Tarot does not tell the future. It gives you a snapshot of where you're at right now. Exactly similar to Alice's. Alice's? I don't know. That could be right. That could be wrong. But Alice's powers in Twilight, like she sees the future as it is happening right now. So if you change something, that vision changes, that future changes. So it's just nice insight. So it's like here we're seeing that you might have like some limited or stagnant or like whatever you want to, you know, and again, like I said, I think you probably know what I'm talking about. I don't. It's just, I think that you probably know you and know what the thing is. But when you you see this and you're like, okay, so now I'm aware of that. Now I can address it. So now if we were to read your tarot tomorrow, it'll be different because you've now changed that future. So it's not, uh, sadly, there's no Satan here, just some insight to try to help everybody live their best life. And I always like glean a little no, but I love that. I love, I love how you explained it. Cause I'm like, I'd never really heard of an explanation of, you know, just that really made sense. So I like that the, like the, the snapshot or an insight into what's going on right now that, that really makes sense. Yeah. And just gives you like, you know, direction for how to move forward. Cause it's like, now you have, now you know what to work on and, and who doesn't need that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I just love you and I miss you. And I just, I, it's been so long since I've hugged you and I'm so happy we got to do this. And I'm so grateful you, you did this tonight. And thank you for giving us your time and your insight and your wisdom. And you're just the greatest. I mean, no, I mean, thank you. I mean, thank you for being my first. Thank you for uh, 
for being gentle with me, for being patient with me. This was amazing. Um, <laughs> I love you. I miss you. And uh, we got to do this again. I know. We'll do a FaceTime soon. And I just, I love you more than anything. Where can the good people find you? Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, you know, I gotta be honest, I'm not super active, um, on, on the, on the socials as I should be, but I am on the Instagram, um, Raina underscore Isabella. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where I jam sometimes. I still, I'm okay. You're kind of swaying me if I should join TikTok or not. I don't know if I should, if I just, if I just go down the endless scrolling or if I should do it, I mean, might as well. Right. Oh my God, dude, I cannot recommend TikTok highly enough, but this is why I can recommend it to you because you're not a fucking dumbass because the TikTok. <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> because TikTok, like the algorithm for TikTok is so goddamn smart that like within like a couple days, if not less, like it, I mean, obviously depending on how much you're using it, it figures out what you like. So if you're not a fucking dumbass, like it will give you the coolest shit. Like I have learned so much ASL from TikTok. I've learned so much about like Wicca, about like new moon ideas, like cool, like witchy things. Like I follow a lot of therapists on there for like, just like wellness tips. Like I follow some cool dancers on there. Like TikTok absolutely feeds me because I've curated a, an algorithm that feeds me. Like it's not mindless. It's not like just scrolling, scrolling. Whereas like sometimes Instagram can get like that because Instagram just shows you random shit. And you're like, I don't even know who half these people are, but TikTok is like ultra, (laughs) ultra curated. So it's like, I learn like I go down these crazy ASL, like, like uh, rabbit holes. And I learn like full sentences. Like it's so much fun and very educational. So you, I think would love it because you're not a dumbass and you could make it something that's really, really positive. So yes. Okay. I like that. Get on the talk. That's what I imagine the kids say. Although (laughs) we're like five generations removed from like who the quote unquote kids are of TikTok because they're all like 17 and I'm like, oh no. Uh, But not not the cool people I follow because I'm not a pedo. So uh, anyway, well, I'm going to go ahead. You stay on. I'm going to stop the recording, but you stay on for a second. And again, thank you so much for being here. And I will talk to you in two seconds. Absolutely. Now, was that or was that not just a true delight? Uh, she is the best. I'm so grateful for her in my life and in my on my show and uh, for her just being an all-around bad bitch. And uh, I apologize for the squeaky chair and uh, for my mouth. And uh, on that note, uh, that's going to be the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please tell your friends, rate and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Shop show merch via the link below in the show notes. And special announcement, this episode is going to be the last episode of season one of Think Piecing. Yay, congrats to us. So uh, bittersweet, I know, but I'm very fortunate to already be testing for series. So something that's uh, never happened uh, in December for me. So it's extraordinarily fucking awesome. And uh, I just need to honor myself and give myself all of the time and all of the energy and all of the focus that I can so I can then pour that into my acting career as I head into busy season. So, um, so this will be, this is the end of season one. So I just want to thank you all for your support, your love, your follows, your emails, your ratings and reviews. I've gotten to know a lot of you and I'm, I'm genuinely really moved by the connections that I've made. I know that I'm a cynical, sarcastic lady, so it sounds disingenuous, but I really do mean all of this. And I really appreciate you guys letting me be open and honest and messy and giving me a little, 
uh, cafe for us to meet at once a week so that I can iterate my thoughts. And I was thinking about this a lot. Like they're all going to change and they're going to grow constantly. Like there's stuff that I've said on other shows that now I'm like, I don't think that at all. So it's like, I'm always going to be growing and changing, but I, but that's what self actualization is. And it's a really beautiful thing and it's a really beautiful process. And I'm very uh, grateful that I've been able to have this platform to sort of, to sort of share my weekly snapshots of where I'm at, uh, this week. So thank you for, uh, being there with me as we sip on our lattes of love. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, also I, I have to give a very special thank you to Ken Napsok for being, uh, just the most, uh, supportive motherfucker on the planet. And he really genuinely is my just absolute rock and none of my podcasts would have ever happened without him ever at all in any way, shape or form. And I owe him a ton and Alicia owes him a ton and he is incredible and very special. Thank you to the most supportive and most talented best friend anyone could ever ask for, who also happens to be my freaking awesome sister, Don Hancock, who has written all of the music for all of my podcasts. Once again, I owe her so much. Alicia owes her so much. They're two amazing, amazing people. If you're not already following them and supporting them, go ahead and do that and, and give them all the love that you can. And uh, until next time, please be kind to each other. Please be kindest to yourself. And I'm just really grateful that we've had this thing. And don't worry. I'm not going away forever. You can follow me everywhere. I'm Grace Hancock. You can follow me at Mrs. Gray's Face. You can follow this show at Think Piecing everywhere. And I will see you all soon. Hey team, I'm Grace Hancock, and I wanted to let you know that I'm adding new designs to my Society6 shop with several on their way. If you didn't know, you can go to society6.com slash Mrs. Grace and shop prints of my original artwork, as well as tons of other items like stationery, notebooks, mugs, throw pillows. It's a great place to shop for gifts or just for yourself, especially in my shop if you like witchy expressionism. So head to society6.com slash Mrs. Grace and check it out.